It takes you, Amy Eiler, J.J. Gordon, and in the studio the last Tuesday of each month at about 110 is Christy Wilkie. She's with Dakota Family Services. It's peace of mind. Welcome back to the studio. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so I happy you're am, here. though. <laughs> <laughs> now, th- th- is this your therapy? Like, can we just... Yes. This is it. This is it, and I love it. <sighs> um, We love that for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we also love that you are here. JJ brought up an interesting topic that you and I often joke about. Yeah, we do. But is it really a thing? Okay, so Christy and I have this thing where like, we talk about love hangovers. And a love hangover is like when you've been with your friends and you're having a lot of fun and then like it's gone and everybody goes back home and you have to go back to reality. And then like you, you just, you do, you have a little bit of a, Hangover like a feeling. friend hangover. A friend hangover. Yeah. yeah. Is that a real thing? Yeah. <laughs> it is a friend is hangover. Is there like a medical term for it's like, it? It's like a post-event letdown. I mean, there's a lot oh, of like, sure. a lot of um, colloquial sort of terms that we use for it. Nothing that's in the DSM. Okay. But it's, it's, it's pretty common though to talk about like a, a post-event letdown where you're looking forward to something like I, even like a race. Like we talk about it in, mm-hmm. in the marathon community a lot where you like build up to a race and you're like, training and you're purpose-filled and, and you mm-hmm. hit the, all those little milestones and it just releases all this dopamine in your brain. And the same goes for any big thing, a vacation, an event, a wedding. It's like all of those things that you're doing to plan and looking forward to it releases dopamine in your brain and that's all the feel-good stuff. And so then when it's over, some people should be like, oh, that was so great. Like we should feel good. And instead people are like, I don't I don't feel good. I feel the opposite of good. I feel yeah. bad because those your brain's kind of got used to having a little bath in the dopamine. Right. And now it's all kind of gone and those chemicals aren't as active. Yeah, we were talking about that one day on the air because we were reading an article that was like, you actually are happier planning your vacation than you are on your vacation or when you come back from. Oh, yeah. I, I've all, <laughs> My dad and I have always talked about how like the Thursday before vacation or even like that's why Thursday is my favorite day of the week because it's like all the build up to the weekend and then yeah. you just, you know, um, but yeah, it's like it's that, that planning piece and all those little things that go into it and thinking about it. And um, even if you if you think about the last time you had a big event, like how much time do you spend thinking, oh, how great is this going to be or how fun is this, you know, concert going to be? And then it's there and you're enjoying it. And then it's just kind of like this solid letdown from the buildup. We talk about dopamine a lot. I feel like that's a very buzzworthy word right now. Yeah. Don't you think? I think it's probably buzzworthy because people talk about it a lot in the context of like social media and like getting that those little bursts of dopamine. dopamine. 20 people 20 people <laughs> liked my post. Yes. Boom, instant yep. gratification, yep. right? Okay, so what uh, how does like the average person understand dopamine? It, it really is the feel-good stuff in your brain. So, like, if, if you... Um, if, and we if you, want a lot of it, but not too much. Correct. You don't want to be over-dopamined. But, like, even um, people will talk about, like, um, like if you go out and you drink a lot, right? Then you're, you're, and then the next day there's, like, they call it hangover anxiety or whatever it is. It's because your, your brain took all that dopamine that was in there and it used it by using alcohol or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of depletes it. And so then there's, like, this... Your brain's got to take some time to replenish your dopamine, which it does. But some brains do that easier than others, which is why they're like depression is a thing and medications are a thing. Can we test someone's dopamine level? That's a really great question. I, I mean, I'm sure that somewhere along the line that you could. I doubt we could get Blue Cross Blue Shield to cover it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I'm sure you can somehow or other. Right. And I, 
are are high levels of dopamine or low levels of dopamine associated with like diseases like is your body I don't know. Yeah, like, do you have an underactive pituitary gland if you're (laughs) not producing enough dopamine? I don't know. Like, I feel like uh, maybe we should know more about dopamine. Like, how are we? Maybe, maybe we should all know more about dopamine. (laughs) Um, I, I only, I only know about it in the context of mental health. Sure. And so, like, I know that I know that we want it, and and I I know that that we want it, but we don't want it. We don't want too much of it. See, this is the hard thing. Right. How do you balance that? I suppose just life will balance that for you because not everything is happy and roses. That's correct, yeah. Okay, so life usually balances everyone's dopamine. I mean, every, everything comes and goes, right? Like, there are times of your life when you're when you're happier, right? Like, yeah. 23. <laughs> that was a great year. What a year. great year. I mean, great year. Were you really? Don't get me on yeah. this soapbox. I, in fact, no, I was... don't get me on I, this soapbox. I've never had more fun in the Twin Cities than I did when I was 23, well, yeah. and I had buddies who lived down there. That's oh, yeah. li- great. That's literally all of us. But I think that we have sometimes rose-colored glasses about being in our early 20s or being in high school even or being in college, and we're like, that was amazing. We were so careful. No, we weren't. We were stressed out literally all the time. We were like, can we pay our bills? Do I have the right job? Oh, my gosh, I need to get this done. Like, we had these moments, these nights of really funness. But I feel like sometimes early 20-year-olds and high school students and even college students, for that matter, like, don't get that validation they need sometimes because so many people um, romanticize what it's like to be that age. I think that's true with nostalgia in general. Like you look back on your yeah. life and, and, and we're more we're more um programmed to remember the really happy times or the really sad times, things that you can connect an emotion to without realizing that most of our days were just okay. Right. <laughs> you know, most of your days are, are relatively routine and you kind of move through them. And um I talk about that a lot with parents actually when they bring their kids in because they're like, Oh my gosh, this one day and it's gonna be ruined and this is what they're gonna think of forever and it's like, No. Like most most kids don't have those kind of memories of this one time when, you know, whatever. It's like the really bad stuff and the really good stuff we recall and maybe some nostalgic stuff in between. But think about how many days of every minute of every day that you actually remember from your life. There's not, not many. many. You know, no. it is funny you say that because I have found myself in the last year kind of obsessing over small social interactions mm-hmm. that I feel like I should text this person and be like, do you remember six years ago when you said this and I said this back and I, I just... I I'm sorry, I made it weird, <laughs> and not big things like Do someone you comes really like remember them. Oh, and they are inconsequential at best. Yeah. You know, it's not moments where someone's like, "Hey, I love you," and I'm like, "I don't ever think about you." That would be something to remember. But this is more. Just today, one of our coworkers, <laughs> I was texting with her last week, and she texted the word "stop" back to me, and she came in. She goes, "Oh my God, I thought." That maybe you interpreted as me saying stop texting me, but I was saying stop like this is too much amazing information you're giving me, mm-hmm. and I was sick yesterday, and so I've just been dreading, and I'm so I I hope you didn't, and I was like that's not how I interpreted it, <laughs> like I was like I heard you say stop, and you know which really meant go, right. but I think about some social interactions all the time. And how awkward it was, and I wish I could go back and... If I had a time machine, I'm not going back and solving big problems. I'm going back so that when I ran into my second grade teacher at the grocery store, I didn't accidentally call her Evelyn. 
Is this a that's thing? That's so very, I mean, it's it, for anxious people, it is a thing. Okay. It's a, this I, is anxi- I, a of, we just diagnosed you with anxiety. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's a very anxious thing for people to do, and, and you're not alone. Like, I, I have this conversation a lot with people where they're like, they said this and I said that and whatever, and it's like, do you have any indication that that person interpreted that in a negative way? And they're like, well, no, but, but what if they did? And it's like... Anxiety is made up of what ifs. I have a friend. <laughs> Anxiety who, is made up of what ifs. We were playing a game where you talked about the most mortifying, embarrassing moment of your life. And he, he, everyone else is thinking and he's already writing it down. And it was a moment when he was at a take two video and he had a video game and he walked up to what he thought was his mom and was explaining about the video game. And she was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then he looked up and saw it wasn't his mom. And he said, I think about that on a daily basis. What? Like he's mortified wow. about it yeah. 30, almost 40 years later. Yeah. That's wow. Yeah, that's thanks that's a lot, brain. Some, yeah, that is that is anxiety. Mm-hmm. Or in that case, honestly, maybe a little unprocessed trauma. When you go up in someone and you think that this is gonna be like your caregiver figure at that very young age, and you look up and it's not that caregiver figure, and you're like, you have that moment of like absolute panic that you don't know where your parent is right like that that is that happens a lot and he was so deep into this conversation already i think that's it it's one thing if you walk up and like you tug on someone's coat strings oh oh sorry sorry but he was deep into a conversation with this woman this rando i'm like i wonder if they think about it no they don't i bet they don't no i bet they don't and if they do it's not with anxiety it's probably like oh my gosh that poor kid (laughs) <laughs> that right? that came up and and thought that or I was that his mom. That was so cute. Yeah, this kid was just having a conversation with me about this game, yeah. and I liked hearing about it. They were I probably was, like, "Whatever." You know, with anxious people, I'm like, think of how many moments you have in your life. Like, literally, like think of how many moments you have in your life, and how many interactions with people that you have in your life. How many of those are you really going to remember? And how many is the other person going to remember? What are the odds that two people are going to remember that exact same interaction? in the same way and obsess about it in the same way that you obsess about those moments. It's pretty rare. It's very rare. And I yeah. always feel bad when someone's like, remember when you said this one thing to me? No, I don't. Uh, yeah. I, I nope. don't. A hundred percent I don't. Right. So I shouldn't feel bad about that. You that's shouldn't. It's just like, that's normal yeah. to not be remembering things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, thanks. Oh, it did is. We, like this person who texted in December 26th, Christmas is over. Talking mm-hmm. about our, you know, like you, you, the lead up, lead up, lead up, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's gone. It's gone, right? Yeah. It's done. I think that there I've is seen... a lot with that. I think people do really it's feel true. like something's missing afterwards. Yeah, definitely. And and no two people think about that the same, right? Like I think there are a lot of people that really almost feel a relief when Christmas is over because it brings them a lot of stress, and so it's like almost this the opposite of that happening when it comes to like Christmas specifically, because that can be so hard for some people. And then for other people, it's just a lot harder because it's like, when am I going to get everybody in my family all in the same room ever again? And then it's like that it happens and it's so fun. And then it's like, Oh, but when is that going to happen again? Right. So you, that's when you plan something else. That's when you start. (laughs) (laughs) So this is your sign to plan something. Yeah. This is your sign that if you need a little bit more dopamine, start Planning something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plan something, or or and, and I, something. I imagine sort of reliving it can help too. You know, like yeah. so if you went to the Bahamas and you got a keepsake, you took some photos. Look at those things and like share. You share it with somebody else. Be like, I took this great trip. Let yeah. me tell you about blank for sure. And that's what you can do, even if 
if for friends, like if you want to help out your friends and family, say, oh, tell me about tell me about your holiday. Tell me about your, your vacation, any of those things. Or, you know, people will go back and watch their wedding videos and they're like, aw, remember when that happened? Oh, that's so cute. Or it's super cringy. I don't know. I didn't I don't know what your aesthetic was for your wedding. Who's that man? Yeah. <laughs> Some, sometimes when something really bad happens, I'm always like, oh, that's so fun. We're going to remember this. Yeah. <laughs> Is that- and, you, and you will. Do you know what you know, I mean? Yes. Like I'm always like, if something goes awry, there's a better chance we're going to all remember it. Yeah. So it's kind of fun when something bad happens. Like, there's been plenty of... I know that sounds bad. No, like, I'll give it a solid... But, I'll agree with you, like, on, a, like, a five to six on a yes, scale of one to ten. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Christmas... That's memory. Christmas, I don't remember a lot of Christmas. Like, I kind of have faint memories of them, but it's like... If we start a fire or explode something in the kitchen, we're remembering that. That's true. We're remembering that Christmas. So yeah. that's kind of fun and spicy. It is fun and spicy. Um, someone said, I just had to share a few years ago, I was at a store with my sister and I was smelling candles. At some point she had left me and I didn't notice and I grabbed a candle and insisted she smell it. <laughs> the lady next to me apparently looked terrified, my sister said from down the aisle. But she leaned over and smelled it. Oh! <laughs> when we bring this up, we both laugh hysterically and at how terrified the lady looked that I was insisting she smelled the scandal. <laughs> That's hilarious. I probably caused her anxiety. It I guarantee you that is a story that they tell with a lot of like joy in they their both, household. Yeah, oh, for right? sure. The other lady That's tells funny. it too. Yes. <laughs> Just maybe 100%. with a, maybe maybe with a different inflection, but right. yeah. Every time she smells peppermint mocha, she's like, "Oh, and have I told you the candle story?" Someone else said, "JJ, same. I have a handful of those interactions, and when I think about them, I relive that whole feeling all over again. Mental, emotional, physical. It happens. It all happens again." Oh, that is stress And why does that get to live rent-free in my brain? But I can't tell you what the seven wonders of the world are. Because you're anxious. Is it? Because you have anxiety. From, from that I long ago, they're it. like, all right, we're filing this one right now. Boom. Yeah, because it, it triggered something. It, tr- it made you feel a certain way. Anything that triggers like an intense emotion in you in some way, shape, or form, yeah, it's going to stick around there for a while. And we don't really do a good job of understanding how intense of an emotion someone might have. Like, if I don't have an intense emotion about it, but somebody else does, it's hard for me to put that into my block of like, this person's really having a moment right now. Right. But for me, I don't care. It's come and gone. If right. you feel like you're not having enough intense emotions, could you be depressed? Or is that just like you're doing good? You're doing well? Uh, it, does it, that, de- make that sense? De- Yeah. It depends on the emotion. Like if it's apathy, if you're not really feeling anything, you're just kind of going through the day. That I think a lot of people mistake um apathy or depression for apathy and they're they're not the same like if you're not feeling anything i'd be like maybe we should talk about that like you don't have to be like depressed in order to like be right uh i not to put the cart before the horse but in february Mm -hmm. can we talk about empathy yeah because i really feel like we are training the next generation to be more empathetic than previous generations oh yeah let's do it okay there you go okay there's a topic. Bullied already. right into that. I'm going to go back to my desk and be like, I shouldn't have said that on air. I should have said an email. What am I doing? I didn't talk to Amy about it in advance. Come on. JJ, we're both okay with empathy we're being okay. the topic yeah. next, next month. So JJ, you go, you you don't, go home. You don't need to think okay. about it. You go home okay? anxiety free. Okay, thank goodness. Okay. Let's create anxiety about something else for you before the end of the day. Not that, oh, though. Good. Okay? Fantastic. Yeah, we'll find something else. Christy Wilkie, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. Peace of mind the last Tuesday of every month here on KFGO.